0: Alan Mead is a dentist with too much time on his hands and too much recording equipment in his basement. Armed with an obsession to bring entertaining and informative content to the dental world in a way that's never been done before, I give you the Alan Mead Experience. Well, hello and welcome to the Alan Mead Experience. My name is Alan Mead. I'm your host. I'm a dentist, podcaster, and hacker. No, no, I'm not, not really a hacker, but uh, I thought that would be kind of funny. So anyhow, uh, I am here this evening alone. So this is another one of my infamous Riff episodes. I have quite a few things to talk to you about. First thing I want to talk to you about is the people who support this in every episode of the Alan Mead Experience podcast. Uh, that's Premier Dental, inspired solutions for daily dentistry. Now, I, I t- I've talked a lot about a lot of their different products, but I do have to tell you that there is one product that I use essentially daily. Like, we, the Dental Hacks kind of ran into Premier Dental last year around this time when we interviewed um, Julie who's the She's the CEO. It uh, was really cool because the company's been family-owned for more than 100 years. She's uh, the CEO She's really smart, she's funny, she's she's really interesting. But like so I, I kind of got to know Premier better through that interview, and I've and, and they supported us at the Voice of Dentistry meeting last year. Get a little of this, they're supporting us at the Voice of Dentistry this year as well. So they're you know, I just think uh as folks, they're awesome. But one of the things that, that happened last year in Chicago was they they came out with um Traxedent came out with a, a unit dose uh, version basically fits in a composite gun. And, um, I was using Traxton in, in the syringe, uh, because they should, they, they let me try some. And I was, but, but when this unit dose came out, everything changed for me, everything changed. Like, like basically, um, I do use cord on occasion, but not very often anymore. It's one of the things I hate most about, about crown and bridge. I just hate packing cord. I don't even know why I hate it. I just, I don't know if it's just that sometimes it's frustrating or something, but the other thing is, I always feel like, if you pack cord too aggressively, you can actually like, damage the tissues and stuff. I don't know if that's really true or not. I've heard that it is. But anyhow, since I started using Traxident specifically in the unit dose packaging, uh, I don't pack cord like hardly at all compared to the way I used to. So uh, it's unit dose, fits in like a composite gun. It's got a teeny tiny tip that goes directly into the sulcus. Um, I have used other unit dose um, clay-type materials for retraction. Other brands, I have used them. Actually, I was a big fan of them for a while, and then I tried Traxdent, and all bets were off between Traxdent and and the retraction cap that they have. Um, you can't do much better. What's really cool is you place the Traxdent, um, you tell the patient it's going to taste awful because it kind of does, uh, and then you you take the retraction cap and you actually like you kind of screw it down on top of the thing. It's really funny like i have it's only in the last few weeks that i figured out that the very best way to do this is to literally twist it down on top of the tracks and then have the patient bite into it for about three minutes four minutes and you you pull it out you got to rinse it like crazy honestly i rinse it with water and then i go back and rinse it with isopropyl alcohol to clean it off um the tissue looks like it's been like a laser's been applied to it like it's it's more than just not bleeding it's actually kind of dry and and almost looks like you know there's an astringent in there that does it so very good stuff. If you have not tried Trax, then you really owe it to yourself to give it a try. Uh, I think the unit dose makes perfect sense. You just use it once. They actually give you a little gun, but I use, my, uh, I use a composite gun that I've used in the past. Awesome stuff. Um, give it a try. I, it changes everything for me. Best thing is, like, I scan uh, with the 3M scanner. It's so clean and dry for long enough to do all of that stuff. Just, just awesome stuff. Um, honestly, kind of life-changing when it comes to uh, Crown & Bridge. So give that a try. Premier. Inspired solutions for daily dentistry. So, also, I was talking about the voice of dentistry meeting. And uh, I know that we're constantly talking about that, but literally, it's two months away, like from today. It's two months away. And uh, so, I'm looking forward to it. I think this would be really great. Like, more stuff comes out that's interesting, and the, the speakers are really cool. And we have so many podcasters who are so excited to be there. We're still trying to figure out how it's all going to work, but I have been to the venue. The venue is. Doubletree Resort in Scottsdale, Arizona. It's going to be January 26th and 27th. Ghost, just get your ticket, voicesofdentistry.com. There is a coupon code, VOD. I think it's capital V, capital O, capital D, 100. It'll knock 100 bucks off the already ridiculously low price for 16 hours of CE. Uh, regular price, eight ninety seven. You can get it for 100 bucks off of that. You can meet all your favorite dental podcasters. And I mean, like, there's very few of them that aren't going to be there. Let's just say that like right up to some of the newer ones, like uh, like the Dental Outliers, who honestly are really, really killing it. Um, you, got, you got some of the podcasts that started kind of like at last year's Voice of Dentistry, the Life in Dentistry podcast, the Millennial Dentist podcast. Uh, there's just, they're all going to be there. They're all going to be there. You're representing. Some of them are going to be speaking. All of them are going to be there podcasting, which is probably the coolest thing. We've got this great big room full of people podcasting, interviewing It's going to be an absolute blast. Now here's the other thing. If you're an Alan Mead experience, uh, subscriber, if you're a part of the Facebook group, if you're part of this community that we've sort of built, which is really one of my favorite things about podcasting is the fact that we've got this tiny tight knit community. That's really kind of got each other's backs. I'm planning on doing something on the Thursday night beforehand with the Alan Mead experience uh, crew. So join the Facebook group uh, on Facebook, just search Alan Mead experience and, You need a password. It's only one question. What's the password? The password is Premier. If you don't know the password, you're not going to get in. So uh, that's why I've tried to make it so it's really only listeners of the podcast that get into the group. So we can have this sort of tight-knit group. Again, Alan Mead Experience Facebook group. Search it on Facebook, and the password is Premier. So there you have it. I would love it if you guys would sign up for The Voice of Dentistry. Come see us. Uh, Come hang out with us. And honestly, I have to say, I, I was taken a task by a lot of the Texans who don't really need to hot weather in January, but we're in Michigan, Minnesota, Wisconsin, you know, we need hot weather in January. So we're looking forward to 70 degrees and and better. Uh, but we're going to be inside anyhow, doing podcasting stuff. So go to the voice dentistry. It's going to be awesome. So, uh, a couple of things I wanted to riff on, uh, this evening. There's quite a few things, but I have to say that I had a, a, an experience not that long ago. um, that was a couple of weeks ago, you guys probably remembered it if you're on Facebook at all. you knew I was flipping out and basically what happened was ugh, long story short um, someone had screen captured something from dental town and then put it up in the dental hacks nation Facebook page and we didn't know we didn't know that it had been put up um, but we got a, um, we got a message from uh from dentaltown, and here's the thing i I mean, I've been a, a town person forever, like forever. I basically have Dentaltown changed the way I practice. I started listening and going over there in 2002, and basically reading. And, and so, I've been like a loyal Dentaltown guy forever. And they came at us with guns blazing. They they told us that we needed to take that down, and if we didn't, they'd hear from we'd hear from their lawyers. And uh, several people said, "You know what? That's just a form letter. It's no big deal. They didn't don't take it personally." But you know what? Um, people don't come at me threatening lawyers like ever. That never happens to me. So I, I couldn't help but take it personally. I mean, in retrospect, after a couple weeks, yeah, I get it. It, it, it was nothing personal. However, they know me there. Um, I, I'm, I'm sorry, but I mean, like the people who run dental town, they know me there. They didn't have to do that. They could have just emailed me and asked me to take, it. I didn't even know it was there. So, uh, I felt like it was super unfair. Um, I felt like it was a, here's the thing. If that's the policy. If that's the policy that they have uh, to, you know, to start by threatening lawyers, then it's just a shitty policy. You know, there's no two ways about it. There's just it's just a it's a bad policy. Um, maybe some people need to be threatened by lawyers. I wouldn't need to be, but now there's a lot of ill will that I have towards them. Simple as that. Um, I I should be a bigger person than that, but it but it really hurt my feelings a lot, a lot. And and actually, a week before that, I got attacked by some bozo on the Dental Hacks Nation as well. I can't even I can't even remember all the stuff. Bottom line is like. What I've noticed over the last couple weeks is I've felt kind of attacked, unfairly attacked, and sort of. So I've been kind of like raw and a little bit like, a little bit just anxious about stuff, or or, I don't know, it just felt attacked. Like I'm, you know, putting myself out there and people are jumping on me. And and part of it's like, okay, toughen up, cupcake. And it's kind of true. Uh, But the reality is, is what's funny about all this is that, okay, so I listened to a podcast it's uh sam harris who's if, if you've heard of him he's one of the quote unquote new atheists he he in the in the mid 2000s you know the mid aughts he he and and uh a couple other kind of philosopher writers biologists um wrote a bunch of books that were kind of kind of about atheism about anti-religion and all this stuff i i don't know that it was really so much anti religion. anyhow he has a podcast it's called waking up he's big into i think um philosophy. He's big into, he's big into really, he's interesting. I like his podcast. I'm, I'm a fan of him in general. He had this podcast. It was actually live podcast with, um, Oh, a couple other guys. They were on stage and basically people were asking them questions and something that came up was uh, somehow or another, someone asked him about losing yourself. In other words, like, like he, they asked him, they opened the can of worms cause he's big into this, this, you know, thinking about thinking stuff. And, and he, they asked about, the self and his, one of the things that he said really struck me. I'm going to read it. I, I essentially listened to the podcast. I um, transcribed it because it, it moved me so much and I've read it a bunch of times and I just think it's really powerful stuff. And so one of the guys who's on stage with his name is Matt Dillahunty. And, and, and Sam had suggested earlier in the conversation that sometimes it's good to lose, lose the self a little bit. And they didn't really, he didn't understand. So Matt asked, what is the good thing about losing one sense of self? And Sam Harris replies, that's uh that's a big question. Well, when you look at the mechanics of your own suffering, when you look at just what self-concern gets you psychologically, you begin to feel that most of your suffering is not actually not directly tied to bad things happening. It's tied to this whole machinery of self-concern. Anxiety about the future, anxiety about the future and regret about the past and worries about what people said of you or think of you or will think of you. So much of our neurosis is taking place just in the conversation we're having with ourselves. That's all predicated on the legitimacy of this starting point of feeling like there's a self riding around in the head who's carried through from one moment to the next in life, that you're the same person that you were yesterday. So the thing that embarrassed you yesterday and that you're now remembering and now feels terrible is the psychological continuity there and the durable continuity there seems to mandate that you suffer over precisely the thing that you were suffering over yesterday because you are that same self moment to moment. So it kind of gets into philosophy. But the, the thing I like the most is the fact that his point was so much of our neurosis is taking place just in the conversation that we're having with ourselves. And that really hit home with me. I don't know if you guys get that, get what I'm saying. And maybe it's not super powerful to you. But, man, I think about that. And I think of, first off, he he discusses suffering all the time, which is a very Buddhist kind of thing. And by suffering, just basically the stuff that goes on in our head, the stuff that we feel bad about, the stuff that that, you know, basically our suffering. It isn't necessarily, you know, disease and limbs being chopped off. But the suffering is like the mental suffering that we kind of put ourselves through. And and I have to look back. Every single thing that, that got me so riled up in the past, this whole dental town thing and, and prior to that, generally is more me feeling attacked. More me feeling this is unfair. And other people are going to think that that what they're saying is true, and that and that I need this. It was all about me, kind of getting hung up about why why they think that about me. The reality is, is it's not. It wasn't really about me, uh, or if it was, they were just being jerks. But I don't have to take it personally. You know, I don't have to. It, it really doesn't involve me as much as it involves them. But you know, in the moment, I my reaction was out of my control. We actually. Dr. Russell Kirk and I talked about this in, in some episodes back where we were sort of talking about stoicism. And I really aspire to the concept of stoicism and, and that kind of um that kind of philosophical basically worry about the stuff you can control and the stuff you can't control, don't worry about it. Don't even let it get to you because there's nothing you can do about it. Only worry about stuff, you know, do the best you can with the things that you can do and let the other stuff go. And that is like such a zen way of being. It's just that I think it takes a lot of practice to be able to to default to that. A lot of times in the moment, I have such a hard time doing that. I have such a hard time sort of having that kind of a healthy outlook. And so it's a struggle for me, but I, I really appreciated that. That podcast came, it came a couple weeks ago. I'll, I'll put a, a link in the show notes. It came at the right time for me to be sure. I really, I really appreciated that uh, like crazy. That was really good. And and so essentially I'm kind of looking at studying, studying this a little bit, getting in a little bit deeper, basically between this whole, this whole, I, I think I was, I was talking to a patient about this actually today and he giggled. He said, are you studying Buddhism? He said, I, I'm Buddhist. And it sounds like you're studying Buddhism. And and apparently Sam Harris is really into Buddhism too. I didn't realize it, that that it was that. So I'm going to start sort of digging into this only because I really like the, I really like the, the even handedness and, and, and just the, the, that kind of level of comfort you can get by 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 kind of taking a good hard look at the self. I've never been really afraid to take a look at myself. There's a lot of history, you know, that uh, of of things that I had to go through that took a lot of self reflection and stuff. Yet somehow, in in a lot of cases, my reactions have been under control. I don't react in the same way I used. To. I used to react by by doing drugs <laughs> to everything, basically. Uh, and so, I mean, I, I I definitely my reaction is much healthier now than than that, but yet I look at this and I still can get really wrapped up in the emotions and the hurt and the pain when in reality I'm only doing it to myself. Like there's literally, I look at the, uh, these situations that I've gotten myself into and I'm like, I didn't have to react like that. It was just me feeling emotional and attacked. Like if I could take a deep breath and step back and look at this with a big picture, I wouldn't even have to. So the suffering that I went through by feeling bad about that and attacking everyone, you know, I didn't have to do that. It was It was unnecessary, yet in the moment, very difficult because you feel defensive, you feel attacked, all this stuff, super good stuff for me to look into. Um, I don't know that everyone can and wants to do that, but, but I feel like life's a little easier if I don't, if I'm not in constant anxiety and like torn up emotionally about this stuff. So I'm, I'm kind of tickled that that podcast came up and, and I'm going to start looking into that. Now, if anyone has any suggestions for me, man, I am like so ready to listen. Um, if you have any books or or podcasts or anything like that 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 have helped you in this way, I'm I'm super interested to hear about it. Uh, and I, it's just one of those things where for me, I, I think I, I think I need to start doing this a little bit. It's, it's funny too because I always kind of resolve to look into these things and get into these things, and then I'll find some other thing that that attracts my attention. And I lose it, but this this has come up multiple times in the last month or two, and and it actually comes up as I listen to Sam Harris's podcast comes up a lot. So it's one of things where. I'm going to I'm hopefully going to take a good hard look at this stuff. Um really really beneficial. It has really helped me in the last few days to kind of think about this stuff and I'm kind of excited to kind of dig into it a little bit deeper. Which brings me to the last thing I'm going to talk about today. I know this is kind of a short episode, but you know what? It is what it is. I I uh, feel like this is uh this episode was just what I needed it to be, but I'm thinking maybe the Allen Mead experience like Facebook group should do like a little book club thing. I don't know. I that seems a little Goofy, a little cheesy, maybe a little nerdy, but because I don't really do book clubs very well. uh, But I'm thinking maybe, maybe we can all agree on a book we should read, whether it's a self help or, or shoot, whatever. I don't even care. Be kind of an interesting thing to do amongst a small group that's kind of motivated to do it. Uh, Ideally, it's a book that's on Audible because, frankly, I got to use my, I got to use my commute to do this. I don't know if I can do it with my eyes, but if that, if that has any appeal to any listeners, I'd love to hear about it on the Facebook page. So again, if you're not a member of the Facebook page and want to become one, all you have to do is search it, the Allen Meade Experience, and use the password, which is Premier, and uh, you can become a member. If you have strong feelings, if you, think, uh, if you think it's a dumb idea to do a book club, cool, let me know. If you think it's cool, let me know and maybe suggest a book. I don't know. I Part of me wonders if we, I, I want to dig into something like, uh, I don't know, one thought is uh, the obstacle is the way, which is sort of a stoicism kind of thing. I don't know. Just, just a thought out there. So this is a short episode. This is all I got. I, uh, this was very helpful for me to kind of get that out there. And I hope you enjoyed it. I'm not going to try and make up stuff when I got nothing else for you. So that's it. Uh, thank you guys for listening to me again. And uh, thanks for continuing to support. And again, thanks to Premier, who uh, supports this in every episode of the Alameda Experience, Inspired Solutions for Daily Dentistry. And we will catch you guys next week. If you have any questions or comments for me about the Allen Meat experience anything on the show email me at alan a-l-a-n at the experiencecom and i'll be sure to get back to you and again check out the facebook page leave me a review on itunes and all that stuff we'll catch you next week